Hey there, my name is Cara McClintock and I am the host of the Building a Better Body podcast. I am a certified health coach, a podcaster and the platform for others to share their story. My aim is to get as many experts on the show as possible, be that experts in health, experts in fitness, experts in mind, body and soul, all the good things that make up that better body. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, hey, I hope I find you well. Well, here we are again, last show of the season, season number nine, and then it's time for a break. You know, I've been kind of mulling over the idea of a an extended break, you know, a bit of a hiatus. I don't know why I'm going through these thoughts, but we'll see how it goes. I just need to think, where am I taking this show in the future? And sometimes I think you need to take a step back for a bit. If I can perhaps take it in a new direction in the future, I may find a little bit more passion for my work. That's kind of where my thoughts are at. I just want to be honest with you guys. So that's why I'm telling you this before we launch in today. I'm thinking if I do come back with a new season, I want much more broader topics, you know, focusing on nutrition, even though I haven't solely, it's kind of always there, can feel a little bit stagnant, you know, and I'm sure you guys probably get a bit bored of it as well. So we shall see. I may take a break until after Christmas. That sounds like a good idea. I want to thank all my listeners who do dedicate time listening to the show. I truly, truly appreciate you and I know you're out there. <laughs> so bear with me while I work all this out. So now on the show today, I am talking to John Lindsay, who is a fitness director at the Ford Plantation. What's great about John is that he also offers online mobility training and his videos are just wonderfully inspiring. You know, you've got to check out his Instagram after this show and I'll link to that in the notes for you. If you've been thinking that, mm, do you know what, my flexibility isn't great and you've kind of resigned to the fact that it's maybe just the way you're built, well, let me tell you, there's definitely a way out because John used to be like this, used to be like this as well. He um, used to be extremely inflexible, as he says himself. And today, well, you'll see how much he's evolved with a little patience and dedication. Thanks again to John. Enjoy this show, guys. Before we get started, let me tell you, I have a discount code again for the lovely guys over at Hunter and Gather Foods. So if you would like to grab a packet of their collagen peptides, head on over to hunterandgatherfoods.com and I will put a link in the show notes and check out with the code Karen20. So if you don't know much about collagen, it will help promote muscle repair, recovery from exercise, enhance your bone density, aid cartilage repair, regenerate and help with elasticity of your skin and connective tissue and ligaments. Here, that sounds pretty good. So if you want to grab yourself a bag, as I say, head on over to hunterandgatherfoods.com and use Karen20 at checkout. Enjoy, guys. So today on the show, I am talking to John Lindsay. John is the fitness director at Ford Plantation. He offers online training in mobility and has the most wonderful Instagram account. You guys have got to check it out after you listen today. I reached out to John because I think what he's doing is awesome. I feel like his work is inspiring for others who want to make movement a priority. And I personally love the word movement instead of exercise. That is my new word for exercise. And I'm excited to dive into all of the things with John today. So, hey, John, welcome to the show. 
Hey, thank you so much. Excited to uh, be a part of it. You are welcome. I'm excited to talk to you. So let's dive straight in. For those listening that aren't aware of your work, how would you say you describe what you do day to day and how has it evolved over the last four years? Because I believe that's kind of how long you've been working on it more. Yeah. Um, so my, my day to day job, my or what you maybe want to call nine to five, is I am what you said, the fitness director at a place called the Ford Plantation here in Savannah, Georgia. And it's a really nice sporting club. Um, and as the fitness director, probably about 80 to 90 percent of what I do is personal training there the other 20 to 10 percent is kind of general gym management like hiring other instructors keeping email updates with members things like that Um, and then on the side I've built uh, a little bit of a following on Instagram through kind of my own personal practice which is um, skill-based training as well as um, full body mobility work and through that I've gotten some online clients and also built some kind of standalone a hip series and then also a shoulder spine series for just general mobility kind of geared towards beginners to just get people off and running on their own as I like to say movement journey and yeah I say four years ago because that's kind of when may have been five I was in grad school and I just uh I was in grad school for a master's of science in sports medicine so kind of an exercise fitness related field on the side I was personal training people and I was a terrible mover, and I was training other people how to stretch and move. And I myself, I really had no idea like what I was doing. Like I couldn't squat the parallel. Mm-hmm. I couldn't reach down and touch my toes. Um, I was running in like the worst shoes possible, uh, super high heeled ones. Yep. And I just had a couple. One wake up call was I was just getting a little bit of back pain, and that little bit of back pain kind of got worse and worse after lower body strength days. And I. As a guy with a little bit of an ego at the time, I was like, ah, oh, whatever, I'm getting stronger. Mm-hmm. I was just telling myself, like, it'll go away eventually. Yeah. And of course, didn't. And uh, eventually, you just swallow your pride and you start doing your research. And um, yeah, that's kind of when that was probably 2014, 2014, when I just kind of realized, like, I need to do something. I'm doing something wrong. And I just started going down the mobility rabbit hole. I think I found, I don't know if you're familiar with Kelly Starrett's. No, I will look her up. Is it her? <laughs> it's, a, it's actually a guy, and guess. he's a therapist. He and if you're in the states, you would probably definitely know who he is. He's oh, okay. he started Mobility Wad, which was like an online, very geared towards CrossFit sure. uh, mobility website with just drills and stuff. And then he also came out with a book called Supple Leopard. Oh, that sounds um, familiar. Actually, that book sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of just uh, was just an overview of what he was putting out on his website. So that was my first, yeah. like, here's what mobility work is. And it was kind of an aha moment that, oh, man, I need to put in much more work than I was. Um, and from there, I found functional range conditioning mm-hmm. and just kept going down the rabbit hole, found more and more stuff, a lot of stuff inspired by Ido Portal. And yeah, and I just continue to this day to keep going down that rabbit hole and finding new stuff that works really well and makes the body move better. And I use it on myself as well as uh, clients and friends. Yeah, I was just going to say, circling back around. So at the Ford Plantation, when you're PTing, do you build lots of this kind of new movement stuff in? Because I imagine, you know, whenever I go to the gym, an old school gym, it's all very machine based. Uh, Do you like to kind of get the clients outside a little bit and do more movement? We do. We do to an extent. Um, yeah. The Ford Plantation is an older clientele. They're very, they're very wealthy. They've got uh, a lot of stuff going on every day. So most people I see two or three days a week, and it's usually just for an hour. So we, 
I definitely put in a lot of mobility work. We're not doing it. We're not doing any like hand balancing or locomotion work. Hmm. Um, but we are, the goal of every session is to move better. Um, so it's definitely a lot of mobility work, a lot of scapula strength work, which I think a lot of people neglect. Um, a lot of tennis ball work where we're really moving dynamically, things like that. Um, but as far as the stuff you see on my Instagram page, that's more, my online coaching is geared towards that. Uh, say the work at Ford is very mobility based, but there's definitely some kind of traditional strength and conditioning in there. Not your standard gym stuff on machines, but Mm. a lot of body weight exercises as well as maybe some dumbbell barbell work as well depending yeah. on the person yeah shake it up a bit it's funny you should mention mm-hmm. scapula because since i started i started calisthenics class in january and that was after one session that was my problem so tight and, <laughs> and this is now what october and there's only been minor improvements because if you think about it so many years of just be in that shape and not doing anything yeah. different to, to fix it up. So yeah, now I can do a handstand, but that took me a long time and I still don't feel yeah. really secure with it, but it's all rounded shoulders. You know, some people can do a handstand much quicker than others. And I, I do blame my tight scapula, <laughs> but you would okay. never know until you go to somebody like you or the guy that I go to, that this is something that's holding you back. Um, which is why yeah, I'm, totally. I kind of shy away from the machines now. I have a, a local gym really close to me and there's that many machines that there's nowhere to do any sort of stretching or mobility work. So, I mean, it has its place to go and do certain things, but if I want to do something else, I kind of got to go somewhere else, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my ideal gym would just be a lot of open space, essentially. Maybe some gymnastics rings. Yeah. Maybe a squat back. Yeah. Um, and we're we're kind of building that in our backyard, actually, which has been really nice. Yeah, that's the thing. A gym can be pretty basic. Lots of open space, like you say, maybe a couple of kettlebells, a couple of weights. But you don't like. There's so many. I can't believe the amount of machines are in my one now, and they're trying to get fancy and getting the you know the what do you call that bike? The one, the CrossFit bike. Uh, you know the one. The Airdyne. The one where your arms go at the same time. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, an Airdyne bike. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then just squeezing it in their corner just because they wanted to have this machine. So, but I, I mean, people want it, then they'll get it. That's <laughs> the way it goes. So to move on, your your Instagram, as I said, is very, very inspiring. And you make all your movements look absolutely effortless, which I'm sure they're not. <laughs> I'm sure they're not. And well, I, want... I, I usually post the highlights. So there's definitely some lowlights on the way to the highlights. That's what I was going to say to you. Do you have like a little album on your phone of bloopers? Because that would be so cool to put those all up. <laughs> I probably did. I usually delete those just from a... Uh, yeah. Oh, you got to put that up. Yeah. Point, but show the real side of John. Show, show you kind of fumbling over a wee bit. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep that in mind yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you about the pancake which a lot of people will kind of wonder what is that but I was trying to actually do that in my class quite recently and that's why it kind of stuck out to me your little video and you put a weight on it as well so for everyone listening and wondering what the pancake hold is what what is it and why do you think it's a good move to master so the pancake hold is if you can imagine you could just google it and you'd find it quickly but if yeah. you could just imagine yeah. sitting on the floor in a straddle legs spread out and you're basically taking your body and lowering your chest and belly button to the floor Mm. and you could either do reps of that where you're tapping belly button chest coming back up or you could hold it at the bottom and ideally you don't want any uh bend in the low back that's usually where a lot of people mess up is they'll uh just flex from the spine to get their chest to touch um 
So that's why I say belly button to floor. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you're doing it correctly, if you're able to get that belly button and chest to floor, you're expressing a lot of just general good hip rotation, uh, a lot of good hamstring mobility, and a lot of good adductor mobility. Mm-hmm. So that's going to make any movement you do with those muscles involved much easier. I'm one of my big movement goals right now is a stalder press. Okay. Uh, and a pancake is just a great accessory drill for that. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the stalder press, but you basically go from that straddle position, legs spread on the floor, and you press into a handstand from there. Oh, wow. Yeah, that'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you need to be very comfortable in that position. So that's the main reason why I'm programming it now. Yeah. uh, For myself is I'm just, I'm chasing that stalder press. So there's a lot of uh, carry over there. Yeah. And you mentioned hip and hamstring. So that's when I try to do it, I need to get somebody to push me down. (laughs) I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. advisable or not. I think, yes. Yeah, that works. Um, I mean, you can also... I've used a lot, I mean, you can use a lot of different uh, tempo and sort of techniques with it. You could have a partner stretch you down. You could have a weight on your back and you're just doing controlled reps to end range, back up. You could do unweighted controlled reps down and back up. Um, The one thing I will say is you mentioned the weight that I had on my back. So I got into that. I put the weight on my back, got into a passive position. I'm just totally relaxed. But after a few seconds there, I then start to do active work where Mm -hmm. I'm so my chest is flat on the floor and so for about five six seven seconds I will drive my feet into the floor so I'm really firing my hamstrings so I get the hamstrings used to being in this really lengthened position but able to produce force and then I'll relax off that and then I'll try to pull my um, belly button closer to my hip flexors so I'm Mm -hmm. essentially nothing's going to move but I'm essentially trying to lift my legs higher and my uh my belly button lower so you'll feel almost hamstring like cramping when you do that right that's just getting the hip flexors used to being in a really shortened position and fire so okay um something like that i would call you're owning the position you're in this extreme end range and you're firing muscles on either side of the joint so your body well more so your brain's like hey we're okay here Here's how we fire muscle in this position. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of laughing to myself whenever you say reps. It's like I can't even get one. <laughs> and oh. you're, yeah, see if you can do 10 of these. Uh, no, somebody pushed me down because it's not happening. But it's it's an awareness piece. I know that I have tight hips and tight hamstrings, and that's why I can't yeah. quite do it. And then I guess it's maybe going back to basics and working on just the hips and just the hamstrings. And gradually, you need to have patience just, don't you? You need to have patience with yourself and with whoever's training yeah. you. I mean, it's taken me, I've worked the pancake off and on for two years yeah, and I'm now yeah. recently able to get belly button to floor. So it's been, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, But you see people, people want uh, to be able to do stuff immediately, don't they? And if they can't, they just think, oh, well, I just can't do that. And they give up, but persistence. Yeah, and, and then you get, you do get a breakthrough and that's what's exciting. I mean, if you could do it straight away, it would be no big deal and you wouldn't care, but because you have to work for it, then, you know, it's much more uh, rewarding whenever you do get there in the end. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's a, uh, I think, I think I was honestly, at an advantage that my mobility was so terrible when I started that just doing a little bit of work, I saw like some quick progress and I was like, Oh, cool progress. I'm sold on this. Let me keep yeah, going. Yeah. So yeah, you get um, addicted to that progress. Yes. Yes. But I also, I love working. Like, like I said, the pancake took me two years and it was, I mean, in the beginning I could bear, I could sit in a shadow, but I could barely lean forward. So it, it takes yeah. a long time. You got to put in a lot of stimulus to, uh, yeah. 
to get yeah. results for stuff like that. But it, it, it really is worth it. And your body just feels incredible when you're able to do things like that. Yeah. Would you say it's a bit like, you know, in that whenever you try and do a pull up, if you leave pull ups for a long time, it's hard to do them again. Whereas if you if you get the, the pancake, do you think you'll always be good at it or do you have to keep practicing it? it's like everything um I think if you're doing other like lower body mobility work you're probably still going to be able to get 90 to 95 percent of where you were because yeah. like i said i've worked it off and on so i've gone from doing pancake work to front split to middle split work and they're not i mean they're not exactly the same but there's enough similarity there that i'm mm-hmm. focusing on similar muscles and the hip in general that it's uh it doesn't go too far away so if you are i mean Let's say you get the pancake and then you do absolutely no mobility work for a year. Yeah, you're probably mm-hmm. going to be starting uh, far off from it. But if you're still doing just at least some general hip work, you'll probably maintain 90 yeah. to 95% of it. Yeah, that makes sense. And I also, talking of movements, I want to talk, and you know I'm going to talk about it, the horse stance for uh, okay. purely selfish reasons. I'm so bad at it, like really noticeably whenever I, and when I'm in the class, I want to give up so quickly and everybody else is like, no bother. Uh, and for people who are listening, it's basically, it's almost like a, a wide squat. Isn't that how you would maybe describe it? Yeah, um, I always, you start feet together and then yes. you walk them out yes. uh, five to seven steps, whatever you're capable of. Yep. And then you sit yep. down so you're, Ideally, your torso is as vertical as possible and your thighs are parallel with the floor to a point where you could and you should rest the bar on the thighs and that bar does not roll off. It's the, the, um, the straight torso part. That's the bit you don't want. To, your body doesn't want to do that. You want to just bend forward. Yeah. <laughs> but then if it's easy, then you're not engaged. Not simple as that. <laughs> but that's, that's okay if you're starting with a... I mean, when I first did these, my torso was probably at easily like a 45 degree... angle leaning forward so i mean that's a fine starting point it's this stuff you're not going to get overnight so it's going to take a lot of work but that's honestly the best accessory drill for the pancake too so right okay they complement each other well if you if you think about an image of the two the hip position in a horse stance especially if you're at a seven step stance is the same hip position you would be in sitting in the straddle as you lean down to go into a pancake exactly i'm sort of doing it while i'm talking to you here (laughs) <laughs> oh great! <laughs> I uh, I stand when I do my podcast, so I'm like, yeah, nice. <laughs> moving around. Are you sitting or are you standing? <laughs> I'm standing. We have a big island in our kitchen. That's oh, like the nice. perfect stand of us too. Very good. And on your on your post about the horse stance, you talked about mentally pushing through to get it done. How do you build that mental strength? What do you think? What do you think is a good tip for people? I mean, I would say you just have to have a goal. Like, what is your purpose of doing the horse stance? For me, yeah. I was inspired to do, I built up to a five-minute, seven-step every day. And I built up to that just because I had read a bunch of, do you know, do you know who Ido Portal is? No, apologies. <laughs> so he's, he's a big-time movement coach. And I read some stuff that he had put out as well as some other people that just inspire me on the benefits of building up to that horse stance, how beneficial it was to hip mobility. And so that just motivated, motivated me to be like, Hey, I need to get this. And I probably started with a six step and I was getting sets of one minute. And then honestly, I just was like, I, my hip mobility isn't great. I wanted to get better. So I'm going to do this. And it would be first thing I would not the first thing I would do in the morning, but as far as workout goes, it was the first uh, thing I would do in my movement session. And by getting that done, 
everything else felt so easier. Like it was such a win in the morning. That was motivating for me is I knew, I mean, after doing it a couple of times, I knew how bad it sucked that I was like, mm-hmm. all right, once I get this done, everything else, the fun stuff's after this and it's everything else is going to feel so easy. So yeah. So it's uh, about focusing on that end goal rather than the right now that you can't do, <laughs> if you know what I mean? Yeah. So I probably went about a hundred days in a row doing a horse dance. I mean, I started, like I said, five sets of a minute and then slowly built up to one single hold of five minutes. And I was probably getting the single five minute hold the last two, two and a half months. And it never got super easy, that's for sure. But it, I mean, it's helped out. It's one of the big reasons why I've got a pancake and it just helps your hips so much. I think of it as a, uh, it's a hip mobility drill, but it's also a hip resiliency drill. You're building so much strength in this, uh, this uh, extreme range of motion for your hip that when you are doing a lot of mobility work, which I do do, your hips are so ready for it because those muscles have spent so much time being engaged yeah. in yeah. these end ranges that, uh, and then the joint capsule itself as well is very, very strong. So yeah. Um, yeah. the risk of myself getting injured is uh, minimized due to doing all that horse stance work. But I haven't, I haven't done one in months now, so and I, oh, and really? I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, oh, tick. Yeah. That's off the list. We'll go back to it eventually, but uh, yeah, you can't do it all. Days in a row, so mm-hmm. It was quite a bit. So. But like you say, it's about creating that routine. I mean, I have a pretty cemented morning routine. I get up and I do my meditation and do a little bit of journaling. Why could it not include a horse dance? So then every time yeah. you come into this room, that's what you do. You know, you create that habit and then all of a sudden it's weird if you don't do it. So yeah, I'm I'm calling exactly. myself out. I'm going to do it now from tomorrow all the way through for yeah. 100 days. You can check up on me. <laughs> I will. I will. Absolutely. And I, I honestly, I got to a point where that's kind of what I was like. I was like, I could probably stop this and have tons of benefits, but I was like, I don't want to lose this. I was scared I was going to lose it. So yeah. that's why I kept yeah. going for so long. The best way, And the best way to train it is just set up a timer or something turn the timer away from you and try to go as long as you can the next day try to add five seconds to that yeah turn turn the timer away that's so important because if you're looking at it it's like time stops (laughs) and get lost in your thoughts too that helps i love it yeah cool so john just to change it up a little bit i'm excited to talk about this (laughs) toe spacers (laughs) (laughs) okay but i always want to talk to people about feet mobility but there's i've never had anybody that's kind of been an expert in it i don't know if you would call yourself an expert maybe maybe you don't (laughs) but an an expert in the toe spacers yeah (laughs) maybe not quite i'm definitely definitely a fan though definitely yeah so if anybody's been receiving my newsletter they'll know what i'm talking about and i've been a bit lazy wearing mine actually but i have been wearing really good footwear but for people who kind of haven't got a clue, why, why would you suggest wearing toe spacers? So these little things that you put in between your toes to spread out your toes. Why, why would you suggest people should play around with those? I mean, I, I just think it's a great tool if you're just sitting around at the house. Yeah. It, it helps restore optimal foot structure. Because, I mean, I was someone, like I mentioned earlier, I was wearing very crappy shoes. For, I'm 30 years old now. For probably 24, 25 years of my life, I was wearing like just your typical Nikes that have a really narrow toe box your toes are slammed together the whole time and when you're doing that for i mean 24 25 years your the structure of your foot is going to change like there's no way it's not yeah and so the toe spacers you put them on they spread the toes they're going to stretch stuff in the foot out and and restore that that foot structure so i mean i've been wearing them for the past couple years mm-hmm. and and people ask me all the time like you're you're barefoot quite a bit why do you need to be using those and i say well i was wearing 
crappy shoes for 24 or 25 years, I still probably need to put in some work. Yeah. I think when you do restore your foot to, or as close to the optimal structure you can, it's just going to be a better moving part of your body. And mm-hmm. I mean, the foot touches the floor all day long. So if that thing's working well, the rest of your body is going to work well. So it's, it's just an easy, to me, it's just an easy thing I can throw on while my fiance and I are watching a movie or we're just hanging out making dinner or something like that. And you have them on for 20, 30 minutes and you take them off. You can really tell that stuff's been, stuff's been moved around in your foot. So that's usually what I'll do. And then I'll take them off and run through a couple, just like toe lifts, arch lifts, things like that. Just kind of move the toes around after that. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I would, uh, just mention to people is the toe spacers will definitely help you restore the foot. Uh, but you need to then move the foot as well and definitely expose yourself to, uh, some barefoot work, um, spend time barefoot every day. Yeah. Makes sense. And I think people put almost feet at the bottom of the list of, you know, health, <laughs> unless there's something yeah. really bad goes wrong and you see people then think they have to wear these supportive inserts as well to, but that's kind of putting a crutch on the situation. You're not fixing the problem. And Absolutely. I think strong feet will run all the way up to strong ankles, strong knees, strong hips. You know, it could be why you have tight hips. Maybe you're wearing high heels all day, every day. I've talked on here before with a uh, an air hostess who had to, had to have surgery because she was made to wear heels, which just absolutely destroyed her feet. Oh, um, and but looking at the body as a whole, if you have knee and ankle mobility problems, you could well do do yourself good starting at the feet and, and looking at what footwear that you choose. You know, how, oh totally. How often are you squeezing your even trainers? You know, you think they're the most comfortable shoes, but they are all kind of rounded at the front. You say sneakers, yeah, I say <laughs> trainers. <laughs> <laughs> Sne- do you still say sne- sneakers or is that a really dated word as well i think i would say shoes because uh, when we say yeah. shoes we mean like shoes you would wear to a wedding <laughs> or a night oh, okay. out. yeah shoes is just i don't shoes would just be in the states just a universal term for yeah, yeah. literally yeah. all shoes oh we would say like dress shoes for like something you wear to a wedding that's right i've heard uh, that before yeah loafers loafers for like casual stuff yeah uh, yeah. So let's talk about our favorite footwear, Favu. Is not how you pronounce it, Favu? I say Fiu, but Fiu. that might be the. Oh yeah, that's probably that sounds better, Fiu. Yeah. <laughs> and no joke, I've got these, and so many people are buying them after I've talked about them. They are absolutely awesome. I have a black pair and a white pair. What have What have you got at the minute, Favu? Selection wise. <laughs> I I like the whites. I don't know why. I've yeah. always I've had the black pair before, but I always just buy the whites. Yeah, and basically these are pretty wide, aren't they? I feel like my to- my feet are quite narrow anyway, so I feel quite lucky that, you know, even if I'm wearing shoes that aren't the best, I'm not really scrunching up my toes. But these ones are very nice wide toe box, as you say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What I like about them is they're very pliable. Like they almost, I mean, they're made for martial arts, and a lot of people think they're, they kind of look like dancer's shoes, which, I mean, I like that. Like, you can really point your toe hard and the shoe flexes with you. Um, it's not restricting at all. Like, any sort of subtle movement you do with the foot, it's going to go with you. So, mm-hmm. definitely a minimalist shoe. Yeah, and they're so cheap as well. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Have you I, bu- got- I buy uh, five at a time. Do you? <laughs> all white ones, yeah? 
that a lot well that'll last me like a, a year and a half so i love it and have you gone into the whole idea about them being fake do you know anything about that i think kind i of- buy the fake ones actually i buy them from uh tigerclaw.com right and they they're branded with tiger claw on there and they're only 25 dollars. yeah and because i like some of the i do two things that kind of wears them out like the locomotion work that i'll do where i'm kind of uh moving on concrete like mm. and i end up like rotating my foot like pivoting off my foot a lot like that kind of grinds them up yeah and then i'll also like longboard skateboard around town so just kicking off the ground yeah those two things kind of wear them out a little quicker than most people would that's why i buy five at a time yeah five uh, at a time. i love it but if you're just doing walking around and like general gym work and stuff like they'll last for quite a long time yeah they last i might i've had my white ones for a good while now and i, I expected because they were so cheap for them to fall apart but not at all they're not great for the rain <laughs> but oh, yeah, yeah. but yeah, if you live where you live you probably don't have to worry about that too much but i wear them if i'm walking about all day they're my favorite shoes and i literally don't want to wear anything else if i have to put on maybe a pair of boots for a night out i'm kind of going mm, i don't want to put these on <laughs> yeah i'm the same way i have a uh, my movement pair and then my like chill pair that nice. i wear out, yeah. out. <laughs> Are they a bit more fresh looking, the, the going out, out shoes? They're a little whiter, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. So, John, I know you touched upon it a little bit, but what will people get if they sign up for your online training? What what does that look like? Um, so most people that reach out to me, they've obviously found me through Instagram. They've kind of seen what my style of training looks like. And usually they're saying, hey, I want to do something like that. Sometimes it's, hey, I really want to get a handstand. Or sometimes it's, hey, I used to be much more flexible and I'm realizing I need to start doing work towards maintaining or gaining more mobility. Um, so a lot of the training we end up doing is very mobility-based, uh, along with a lot of body weight strength that could be hand balancing and also some lower body strength skill work like uh, sissy squats, dragon squats, pistol squats, uh, things like that. And I've been working with people across all skill levels. Uh from very, very beginners to much more advanced uh, practitioners. So it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. And do you do live stuff or is it all kind of pre-recorded videos and things for people or a mix of both? It's um, I just supply them with a Google Doc that has a lot of YouTube videos and stuff connected to it. And then we maintain and co- we keep contact uh, over the phone, via text, via email. Um, they'll send Brilliant. me videos and I'll correct um, as soon as I can. Mm-hmm. And what's a dragon squat? <laughs> a dragon squat is a, you know what a pistol squat is? Yes. So a dragon squat would be your, the leg that stays up wraps around the planet leg. If that makes wow. sense. Yeah, I'll, so, be go- I'll be Googling that later. That sounds tricky. That sounds like a blooper in the making. A little more advanced than a pistol. Right. Okay. Very good. And um, have you got a lot of success from people that are signing up? Are they really kind of getting progress and enjoying working with you? Yeah, absolutely. I have to, I can only take on a, not a ton of people at a time just because I do have the, I am the fitness director at the Ford Plantation and that takes up a lot of my day. So I've limited the number of people I can take on. I do have a spot or two available, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's been great. Everybody's been enjoying it and I've been enjoying coaching people from all over the world. So I imagine Instagram's been a huge help for that because you're literally putting it right out there what you people can achieve you're just a that's an inspiration in itself I love it 
Yeah, absolutely. Cool. And John, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I ask everyone this question. If you could give our listeners one final thought today, one John nugget that they can incorporate into their lives in order to build that better body, what would that be today? Just create a daily movement routine. Everybody's got some sort of like weakness, tight area, something in the body that needs to be worked on or could be improved. So, I mean, take 15, 20 minutes out of your day and work towards moving the body better. And if you stay consistent with that, from my experience and from working with others, if you stay consistent with just that little bit of a stimulus, you'll want to explore more. You'll want to expand on that. And once you have a body that moves better, you'll want to use that movement more and more. And over time, you're just going to have a better moving body. So yeah, just pick a couple things, mobility drills you can do every day and stick to them and be consistent with it. And you'll see if you're consistent, you'll see progress and you'll want to keep expanding on that. Yeah, it gives you that drive. I love that. And I know what mine's going to be. Horse dance tomorrow morning. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I forgot to mention to you, a good tip on that is while you're holding it, really tense your glutes super hard. That'll make you feel a little more ah, yes. uh, in ah, control yes. of it. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, brilliant. Oh, actually, I'm going to do it right after this call. <laughs> for oh, sure. Awesome. <laughs> and John, where is the best place, need I ask, for people to connect with you? Probably Instagram. Actually, definitely Instagram. You could go to my website, which is themovementjourney.com, but you could also go to my Instagram and find it through there. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah. And if anyone has any follow-up based on this conversation, feel free to shoot a message over. Awesome. Um, we'd be more than happy to uh, answer it. Oh, thank you so much. I will put all of that in the show notes as well. But John, thank you so much for giving me your time first thing in the morning over where you are. I really appreciate that and really enjoyed talking to you. I love movement experts. I've talked about food so much on the show. It's time to break out and talk about other things that are important to the whole body, you know. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It was like, uh, really enjoyed it. Just before you head off, I want to say a big thank you for listening today. I truly, truly appreciate you. Now, I don't make any money from this show. I just wanted to tell you that it's all just a passion project and I hope it just kind of resonates with you. But if you do want to support the show, you can do so with Patreon. And if you aren't sure what that is, head on over to caramcclintock.co.uk forward slash support the show and you can find out more there. Bye for now.